My palms are flat against my thighs as the bridge with a name I've already forgotten comes into view. Sweat dampens my brow, and my breathing snags as Sully directs the cab of the trailer to the beginning of the span. Wind shakes our vehicle. A shrill whistle screeches as air seeps in through the small cracks around the doors and windows. I try to ignore it, try to ignore the sound and the rocking that accompanies it, I also try to ignore the fact that this bridge appears to be in a state of disrepair and doesn't look capable of bearing the weight of our vehicle, oversized and filled with passengers. Spindly beams, rusted and corroding, rise from rough waters and resemble the frail and lanky legs of a flamingo, a bird I once saw a photograph of. Involuntarily, my fingers curl, balling so tightly my knuckles blanch. I close my eyes and inhale through my nose, then release the air steadily through pursed lips. I think of all that I've been through in the last few weeks, the battles that have been fought and won. Crossing this bridge doesn't come close to rivaling the danger that surrounded me, yet inexplicably I am more frightened now than when confronted with bands of weapon-wielding earthmen. Wow, Avery, look at those waves! June's voice causes my eyes to snap open and focus on her. She is sitting between Sully and me, her sandy curls bobbing as her head swivels back toward the window on Sully's side. I try to focus on her face. In my periphery, however, I see what she's marveling at. Choppy waves crest into white peaks that look like snow. The river we're crossing is wide and its current is formidable. The girders that emerge from it seem too short and too thin. At any given moment, I half expect the bridge to be swept away by the rushing tide. My mouth is suddenly dry. Oh, wow, I manage to mutter in response, and certainly not in awe. Terror would more accurately describe what I feel when I look at the churning waters. It's amazing, June continues, oblivious of my sense of impending doom. We're so close to the water. Sully looks over her head at me. His russet gaze is kind when he says, Uh, Junebug, I don't think Avery here finds any of this amazing. What? What are you talking about? June's head whips towards me. She's... She starts, then reads the expression on my face. The smile she wears falters. Avery, are you okay? I close my eyes and shake my head slightly. My gosh, you're so pale. Her hands fly to my cheeks and your skin is clammy. Are you sick? I don't think she's sick exactly, but I think she'll feel a whole lot better once we're off this bridge. Sully reaches across June and gives my hand a squeeze. The warmth and strength of his touch is comforting, and so is the fact that the pebbly roadway is now in sight. There we go. See, we're almost across the bridge, Sully says soothingly. He glances at me and flashes a warm smile. I return it with my own, and wonder what all the people in the trailer and back would think if they knew I panicked crossing bridges. What the people in the vast motorcade of dozens of tractor trailers would think. I wonder whether they'd still fight. I wonder whether they'd still believe I'm Aslan. The Earthman troops that we fought and defeated at the underground city traveled there in more than 60 tractor trailers, complete with open trailers for transporting soldiers. After winning the battle, they were ours for the taking, and what we are now using to bring our entire army across the country. Across the bridge? What's the big deal with the bridge? June's brows gather as she looks at Sully, then at me. 
I try to think of a way to explain to her, to accurately articulate how the act of crossing roiling water over a structure that looks as if it's held together with twigs and vines makes me break out in a cold sweat and tremble uncontrollably, how my lungs shrink and my throat feels as if it's lined with sand, but words escape me. They make Avery freak out, Sully answers for me. Yep, that about sums it up, I think.